the freaky dicky. Kick your feet up, fire up your finest cigar, pour yourself a drink, open your mind, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. Today we are going to be having a open discussion on the 24-hour news cycle. And with that, tie in a little bit about social media and all that fun stuff. This is Speaking something... Speaking of social media there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While you're on social media or avoiding it, be sure to check out Instagram at Freaky Deaky Pod, Facebook at... The Freaky Deaky Podcast. And Twitter and TikTok also at Freaky Deaky Pod. And... Um, Wait, I can catch that. Can you repeat it? I cannot. I don't know. I, I, should we give a trigger warning to, to people that maybe are addicted to social media or the 24 hour news cycle? Yes, we should give them a trigger warning. Yeah. Calm down. None Take of this breath. is about life and death. It's just a part of the world. Yeah. Don't get angry. Don't get stupid. We're going to just talk about the world you live in with cable news and social media and probably how they're a little connected. Yeah. No matter where everyone falls, I feel like all of us in a whole see that there are negative effects to the news and social media. Like you might Absolutely. not think entirely, but I think every person is aware what it has done, how mm-hmm. it has affected everyone. So I don't think, yeah, it's a trigger warning. I mean, I guess if you're really hardcore, if you're an influencer, you might, you know, yeah. not like it. But I mean, when we're out places and you're seeing people constantly can't even hold the conversation because they're glued to their phones and, you know, the news and politics and that's all we talk about. Yeah. It is affecting us. Even just the phrase influencer. Yeah. Like the fact that we have people on social media pages that are paid by big brands and companies and everything to influence the general public and to pretty much. For- and these people don't give a shit about these products. It's free money. It's like, I'm famous. I just talk about this dog think, soup and yeah. there you go. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Dog yeah. soup. It is a, a brilliant form of monetizing everything but at what cost <clears throat> that's that's the issue we run into at what cost like we, well living in a capitalist society do we get to care about the cost yes. it's about the profits and that's mm-hmm. where i mean i i know that's not a good thing to say yeah but if we really get down to it that's where we're at we're in a capitalist society it does great things for a lot of people but there is a dark side so either we got to change a little bit and that would affect our our cable news mm-hmm. and our social media. And are we willing to change that way? Are we willing to give up certain things, maybe even some freedoms to fix a problem? Or do we just let it go and kind of a survival of the fittest? We'll yeah. see where it goes and what happens and we may not make it. I feel like we're too lost in the sauce right now to really pull out of it. I mean, we're not going to get people to stop using social media. We're not going to get people to stop listening to the news. I mean, yeah. look at one part as a parent even like we think it's just our generation right now dealing with these no it's kids look at kids on youtube i have you know how many little kids you see mimicking on facebook hi welcome to my page because they're watching youtube videos on these like five-year-olds unboxing toys like that's become the new thing mm. I, I work and help out in the school all the time with my kids in school and i constantly have little kids of you know talking about oh all i do when i go home is watch youtube or you know yeah. all these little kids i mean we're just droning them out to something and opening up their eyes to far more than we saw as kids and mm. And it's it's leading to, if nothing else, just envy. Like all it is, these kids see things like there's people that are watching these videos that maybe don't have parents that can afford these toys. Oh, yeah. My daughter wants to know why she can't just go get every baby alive doll because some little girl, Kelly, on YouTube, you know, Mm -hmm. has 
10 different dolls and she just gets in my kids eyes they're like wow she just gets to sit there and make videos and talk on it and i'm like no i i can't stand youtube you can ask like besides going to my parents house and my kids getting to use a little more like ipads and stuff Mm. at their house like i don't let my kids use it in my house because i'm like you're not going to be that kid go outside go play like yeah be a kid you're not you know going to be one of those kids that's talking about youtube all the time and what they do like Fortnite and yeah it gets old fast. Yeah. Just have an imagination. Be a kid because I feel like the rest of your life you have to worry about this. And- yeah. I love YouTube. I know. I think it's the most amazing But, but we invention. know how to use it appropriately even at that. Like, you know, there's great for us, but like. That's a, I like the way you said that is we know how to use it appropriately. Well, because I and just feel like too many people are using it as a babysitter for their kids here, See, bam, and they yeah. put YouTube kids and they don't even censor, which there's a lot of stuff that kids shouldn't be watching, even if it's considered YouTube kids. What's funny is we're talking about kids right now, but some of the same things that we're talking about with YouTube and cable news should be put more toward adults. Mm. I would almost say kids are better at YouTube and social media than anybody over 30. They are able to process the information in a healthier way. Maybe not when they're wanting to buy things, or but that's normal. I mean, yeah. I used to do that with commercials when I was a little kid. Yeah, I, It's just part of the problem of living in a capitalist society. It's not good nor bad. It's just the way it is. Um, I lost my train of thought. I don't know what happened. I'll pick it up. Oh, the corporate <laughs> or- overlords just triggered a little thing in my yeah. brain. No, that's, that's I fair. fully bought into YouTube. But, you know, there are great things that YouTube, you you could teach yourself anything on YouTube now. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I loved it for like my kids love. So I won't say I'll never let them like my son loves to draw. So mm. he likes to just pull up, you know, like how to draw Sonic the Hedgehog. He'll watch those like drawing videos. There's So there's not all bad. Like my daughter loves the um, yoga, you know, uh, they have a kid yoga. I'm blanking on the name right now. And she basically like walks them through like she'll pick frozen and then his background looks like frozen and they do all these, you know, put it into a storyline. So there's good stuff, but it's just uh, as a whole, a lot of people don't censor what they're watching mm-hmm. and it is a babysitter. And I constantly having other kids come over to my house when I'm watching my kids, you know, like they're bored. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to play. They don't know how to be kids because it's like, they're so droned out by having screens in their face from such a young age. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what everyone wants is they want to start them young. So they just go right back into that money machine. The older they get, it's like it, it's impossible to get out of like the kids attention span these days is next to nothing. I think everybody's is but just because of social media. And I would honestly face in this stuff. I would honestly say kids are again better to able to handle it than those of us that aren't kids anymore. We, we are too overwhelmed with nonsense. That's why cable news is a problem, because it's not about saying what's right or wrong. It's about retaining your viewers yeah. at any and all cost. What headlines going to grab? What are we going to get? Yeah. What are the ratings going to do? And Exactly. You're looking yeah. at, at companies right now that, and maybe it's, I don't know, like it's hard to point the blame at anyone in particular, but any, any news organization is easy because honestly, their whole goal is to sensationalize these crazy, terrible stories and then bury the good ones. Like how, how many good stories do you hear on the news? How many do we want to hear? As many as there are. No, I prefer don't. that over like, no, because look, anyone that watches the news and you see this just in people in your day to day life. If you know people that watch the news constantly, they're the ones that are sharing things nonstop on Facebook, Instagram, all these things, whatever, like fake news, whatever you want to call it, anything without looking into it. It's just this constant. Oh, bad news. Share that. Oh, this person's doing this. Share that. 
And so you look at that and you're just being force fed all these terrible stories. That's going to affect the way that you live your life, the way that you feel like and it. Maybe it's not something that you could like calculate on paper, but if you cut yourself off from the news and social media for a month and you look back at that month afterwards, you're like, damn, I actually feel a lot better than when I was staring at these things constantly and reading all this horrible shit nonstop, just being attacked by it because there's no need for a 24 hour news cycle. There's none. I agree that there's not a need for it, but there's a business for it. Exactly. And that's all it is. A business. And we have plenty of things in this world we don't need, but it's a, it's about business and yeah. it's, you know, we're buying this. Yeah, we are the, we w- think we don't product. want the negativity that's on our favorite cable news channel, but we do. Mm. That's why we keep going back. It's also because they are telling us that we are right. Whatever channel we're watching, we're a dedicated viewer Yeah, in general. We don't skip around. We don't go to the opposition's news channel. We just watch our news channel. Yeah, or you they, just stop. I mean, my husband and I, I will say it, we don't watch the news because yeah, it's gotten so bad. Like, I don't, I'm not going to watch the news. I try I, to be that person that's like, I'm going to stick it to the man. Just like, yeah. besides what I post for this podcast, I really try to limit down what I even do on social media. Just like I said, because getting back to the basics, it's nice reading a book or, you know, playing cards, talking, having an actual mm-hmm. conversation because nothing irks me more than like, just sitting in a room and looking at people, just looking at their phones while you're all on a couch. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. Like if, if this is what we have become, like I don't want a part of it. I just mm-hmm. want to point out when you see me sitting somewhere looking at my phone, a lot of times I'm reading. Well, and there's times for like, okay, if you have <laughs> nothing, if, you, if you're us. by yourself and you're sitting in a coffee shop and you have nothing better to do, then cool. But when you're like sitting, I've had multiple times where I'm with a friend, mm-hmm. you go to lunch and you're talking, telling a story. And then all of a sudden you just see like their eye and then you're, they're scrolling. Like yeah, oop, lost it, it brings me back yeah. to like my dad when, when phones first came out, it's like, that's rude. Put your phone away. Yeah. Like it was rude to look at something and take your, you know, just when did we lose that? And we've come so, you know, just be wrapped up in it. Oh. Where we're missing out on life. You see people, you know, out of, we live in Alaska, one of the most beautiful places. You're out on a hike and you see everyone doing this, taking a picture, trying to get the best Instagram shot. Like yeah. I'm adding to my story. I'm on Snapchat. Like, how about you just look at the freaking mountain mm-hmm. and enjoy what, you know, God's green earth gave us and take in the moment yeah. instead of having to put it on there. Because at one point, like we're not going to remember living yeah, an you, actual life. You look at stuff you post and be like, when did I see that? Oh, my Instagram feed was dope, but I don't remember. Like mm-hmm. Scott, did we just witness something here? That might have been Heather's first rant. I do. I really, It's a huge trigger just because like it makes me so sad. And like I said, I, I've worked with kids for a long time. I, I worked in childcare before I had kids. I've been a stay at home mom for until my kids went to school. I work in their school. So I'm constantly around young kids and I hear things like my parents don't pay attention to me yeah, or my parents are always on their phone. And you see these kids dying for attention. And it just, it breaks my heart. We've all become so obsessed and wrapped up in our things. Mm. And so when I come home after school, like when my kids come home, I try to get all our stuff for the podcasting done beforehand. Like, and I think you guys have both noticed a lot of nights if things are going off in the group, I don't write until like later when they're in bed. And it's just because I try to like, as a whole now, when my kids come home, phones on the counter, because I don't want them to look back and think like mom was always on her phone and not paying attention. Yeah, exactly. I try to really be more present in the moment. And that's just something over time, my husband and I both have tried to really, like I said, go back to the basics. Like, I mean, 
people can go against everything I'm saying and saying social media is great and they have no issues. That's fine. You know, I'm not knocking how they do it. I'm just saying personally as a whole, even in my own life, I'm hearing and I'm seeing it way too many outlets. We're not there. I see social media as being great, but with limits, like anything in life, Mm -hmm. you don't get everything. Yeah. You have to work at it. You have to deny yourself things at times to make your life better. So it's okay to set your phone down at times. Yeah. I mean, I've gone down rabbit holes on Twitter over politics that I never meant to. Mm-hmm. I've it's tried easy. to correct friends on Facebook for something that, that I think they mistakenly put on there, but it misses the point. Well, I, and I used to, I mean, I would be during the 2016 elections, I remember getting very irritated about a lot of things and writing off. Yeah. And with 2020, I decided to like not post anything about politics because I was like, you know what? Nothing I say is going to change that person's view. So why? Yeah. And same with I see people always saying mean comments on Facebook or saying, you know what? Like, yeah, my aunt posted something that's completely ignorant and she didn't fact check. But, you know, me saying something on it's not going to change anything. It's not no. going to make her feel good. It's not going to change what happened or was posted. So it's just like, why am I going to comment? So I've learned a lot in my life to just scroll on past mm-hmm. everyone. You know, there's your keyboard trolls. We don't need to comment on every single thing that's not in our no, and I think, Mindset. yeah, and even going back to a point you had about like these kids that say their parents are constantly on their phones and this and that, like, what does that do? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's dangerous because we may not see the actual downside to it at this moment. Like, even though some people, you know, like Heather and I pretty much agree on this shit, can't stand it. But if you look at like the future generation and stuff like these kids that were neglected by their parents because of social media or a phone addiction or whatever, the news or any, however you want to look at it. Like, what does that do to their psyche? Like, what is the next generation of people going to look like 20 years down the road? I think we're going to have a lot of people with a lot of issues. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm like, it's. That's already here, though. That's where, you know, growing up in the 70s and 80s, it was being a latchkey kid Mm -hmm. because your mom or dad or both had to work. Yeah. So you'd come home from school. You had your own little key. You couldn't talk to anybody. You couldn't tell anybody. And you'd basically watch yourself. Yeah. You know, your mom or dad would come home after working a full time job or more, be too exhausted to be a parent. They'd watch their TVs, kind of ignore the children or use the TV to babysit those kids. Hmm. So we've already seen that. And I think it's not a new problem. It's just a new technology creating the problem. I, I think I just got lucky. I guess in that difference, because I was really lucky to have a dad that had a great job and a mom that stayed home. So I never had I never had that That, side of it. I had a mom that was always present. I mean, she was the mom you get off the bus or you get home from school. She had a snack there. We did our homework at the dinner table because she was literally observing that we were doing our homework. We weren't weren't sent to our room. She was very involved. And one of the benefits of living in a place like Alaska sometimes is it's yeah, that that thing can still happen. Not as much now, even in Alaska, but you can kind of have that around you. You can appreciate the world around you because you live in a beautiful place, but like in the cities and, you know, low income places throughout the country, it doesn't matter what color somebody is. If they're in a low income place, they don't have as much parental supervision and they haven't for a long time. This thing that we're able to talk about here, vast parts of the world are the world, but mainly our country, have been dealing with for 50, if not 100 years. Yeah. Technology is a distractor, and we have to make a choice and an effort on how we're going to deal with it. And I still say the kids of today are going to do a better job at it than us. 
Because they see the effects of it? Or they see it- the effects. They have access to information we never did. Like mm. their mind can be controlled a little bit by YouTube or, or any social media. Yeah. But because they don't have their attention span, they need to have something going on all the time. It's a lot harder to rope them into one way of thinking. And their thinking's going to change based on what they're dealing with as they go grow older. So there will be problems of neglect, I think. But pretty soon, we're not going to see cable news. And we're already seeing that social media, a lot of the people that are on social media want these different social media groups to kind of police themselves in a way that is helpful to the environment. Old school capitalism would be like, you let it go however it goes. We're making money. Yeah, exactly. But because of the activism of the younger generations, the millennials and younger, you are seeing some positive change. Now, some of it might be taking away freedoms Mm -hmm. or quieting voices that maybe should be out there in the United States of America, and even if they're detestable. But there are, I think the younger generations is actually demanding change. And we're starting to see a little bit of it. So to me, I have a more optimistic view going forward if we don't blow ourselves up. I don't know. Like, are we doing great if there's kids that like I get having to have parents work? So, okay, there's social media and and electronics are an outlet. But we have kids that don't pick up a book anymore. Don't play board games. Mm. Don't use anything like actually hands on. And is that not something like we're excessively failing at? Like, where do we go? I mean, I had a family member on at Christmas time posts on Facebook. So posting on social media, what can I get my kids? That's not electronics for Christmas. I don't know. And the kids are roughly seven and 11. And I, and I'm like, I was just scratching my head. Like, what do I get my kids? Yeah. Like, and I wrote and I was like on there and I, again, I try to keep my stuff to myself, but I was like, how about a book, a board game, craft stuff, toys. Yeah. Some toys. Like we're, that's where we've gotten like everything has to be electronic and we have to be, you know, like it's sad. Yeah. And I don't want to like add to the irony that is every generation as they get older, looks down and be like, oh, these kids, they don't understand or this and that, you know, like, like constantly pointing blame forward because in reality, it's, it not is, the kids it's us that, yeah, it's us it's that, us that, that are, yeah, the we next started generation. This and it's, I think it's just something that's getting lost in it is it's everything in moderation, like growing up, even with us having, you know, little tech, not as much technology. My mom, or when we had like the first Nintendo, you know, it was 30 minutes. That's it. Or like 30 minutes of TV. Like my sister and I used to love coming home from school, rushing, putting the TV on, watching Full House. But that was it. And that was like our choice. It was either like the Nintendo or the TV. It was in a moderation thing. Yeah. And even with like my own kids now, I'm like, you get this time. That's what you get. And then it's reading a book or going and doing something like or go outside and play. It's just we're not teaching them in moderation. Even as adults, we should all remember how we use it in moderation. And I think growing up, we, we always got like an hour, I think, of, of like electronic type yeah. stuff, you know, like Internet or TV. And so what, I don't know, like what, what are the ways that we can like nip this in the bud before it actually, you know, turns into our own destruction, future me, generations? I'm going to bring a news flash in here. You can't. Dun, 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 we can't. Dun, dun, dun. No, it's done. We can't get yeah. everybody. To- the world has moved on. We need to look to the future and how we're going to serve, like how we're going to navigate it, not how to go backwards. No, not I'm, go- I'm not saying going backwards. We can't put the genie back in the bottle. Technology yeah. is an amazing thing that's going to help us do great things in the future. It could also help us murder each other. It has. And it, and it will. But there are more and more people that are expecting more out of, let's say, capitalism. America's. We'll just talk about America in this place, but the younger generations of 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 America 
it is not just about every dollar you know earned. It's not just profit driven yeah. completely. Those are the older generations. The younger generation wants to make their money, wants to be famous, and they want to share more. You know, and that's just maybe that's the one good aspect of it of the days when everybody got a trophy is the cooperation is better with the younger generation. So they're going to get rid of cable news, which to me is the original poison. But will they get rid of it or will it find a new like evolved way to come out and be in our faces? Because like, look, it was it was 24 hour news. And then social media came out. And we're like, oh, we get to talk to our friends. And now there's a ton of news on social media. We know media. too much about each other because we can't. Uh, some that's of where I feel like conversations died. We can't talk because. Some all... of it's just education, though. And we're all newbies to a lot of this. Some we're, of it. yeah. We're learning how to u- live with technology. Laws are notoriously behind mm-hmm. every technology. You know, even if you go back to cars before they had laws on cars, probably they were running over horses and people all the time because the law couldn't can't keep up with technology yeah and now technology is so lightning fast i think it's almost like you have to reflect to see what the problem is because we're it's really easy to blame cable news and social media Mm. but it seems like we really need to look at ourselves my husband blames he always says it's not social media it's not the news as much it's the smartphone because we had social media before we had the smartphone. True, but you did have you to, had to log yeah. in. You had to physically go. And the problem is we have all this at our fingertips. So instead of enjoying that conversation mm. and knowing all the time. So like back in the day, if I didn't see you for a month, Scott, I didn't know what was going on in your life. Yeah. So when we met up and we talk, we had a lot of things to talk about. But now we're all informed texting and on social media and yeah. keeping up with each other that when we meet up. A lot of people like that's why there's that dead space in conversation because we're all already knowing what's going on. That's why everyone's staring at their phones. Yeah. Maybe because they're so hooked and it's like just enjoy that moment with that person, Mm. catch up. And I notice a lot of people too. It's like sometimes I'll talk to someone and you think you're having a conversation. And then like the next time we talk, it's like they didn't hear anything you were saying. And it's Mm. because they were half listening, half looking at their phone. So it's like, why am I wasting my time talking when? Are you listening? You know, are we really most of the time? No. Yeah, that's the thing. We're so distracted by constantly having something. That's what our brain wants, though. Our brain doesn't want quiet time. I don't want quiet time, but I want meaningful conversation. Maybe person not staring at a phone on an Instagram story. Look, like personal story. Maybe for you, it want it doesn't want quiet time, but for me, it absolutely does. Like, like, look, I. Okay, I hate social media with a passion, but guess what? I have to use it just because I run a business. And in order to get sales, I need social media. My inbox on my business account is literally full all the time because people are hitting me up nonstop, asking me questions. Hey, what's what's this about? What's going on with this? What's this and that? And like, as much as you appreciate that people are like supportive of your product and stuff, the fact of the matter is like, I also have a life. I have a life. I have a, I have a new wife. I have a new house. Like I want to dedicate time to these people and the, the priorities in my life that aren't just me trying to make money and me doing this, you know? And so for me, when I have moments or days when I can go without social media at all, I sometimes even let those messages back up because I'm like, no, I would prefer these people be upset at me that I'm not responding to their question. than you know, take time away from my wife or my, my house or my friends or anything like that. Like I want me time. I need that quiet time. I need the time away from it. My mind does not want more of the same because I get that at an influx nonstop every day. Like you, to the point it drives me insane. Like yeah. I'm mad most of the time because I'm constantly just bombarded by questions and notifications and this and that. I'm the same. And I think it's something with just even like, you know, 
you're like me, you ADD, like a fast paced moving mind. And so to mm. me, like, I just get so stressed out. Like my husband, I don't know how many times I've said, I just want to throw this phone. If I get one more text or phone yeah. call or something, cause it's just, it's too much. It's too much. And so that's why, like I said, at like four o'clock until roughly like nine, 10, I'm not looking at this thing. It's on my counter. I don't, you know, might check here and there, but there's a lot of times I'll still see the text, put it down. Cause I'm like more important things can happen. Like, and I think on a whole, even being as a parent, I'm looking at like my kids are there for 18 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, longer they could stay around. But if you're saying 18 years and I'm not there looking at all these moments and one day I look back and think it just poof, I don't remember mm-hmm. that. Like, no, looking at my Instagram feed at night is not my main priority. My main priority is getting my kids homework done, like bathing my children, yeah. feeding them dinner, having a family dinner, because, it, you know, isn't that what life's all about? Isn't that what it's supposed to be about? Why do we have kids? Isn't that, you know, yeah. not to sit here and look at phones tax, and tax deductions sure that yeah but uh, for me like like there's been it i feel like social media and i mean maybe it depends person to person but it it gets in the way of everything and same with the smartphone and everything like that like it gets in the way of your relationships it gets in like i've had arguments with you know my wife and stuff like that because she's like you spend too much time on your phone and i'm like i'm trying to i need to take care of this i need to take care of this This is an emergency this happened the business all this stuff so it's like it literally drives a wedge between me and anyone i have a personal relationship with at in some point in time like maybe that's not the and maybe that's just my personality doing that like maybe i'm not built for social media but i think in general a lot of people you look at the numbers of like depression statistics and stuff like that since oh, social media came out yeah it's insane because how as high a whole i mean there are some people that post the nitty-gritty and the, and that and that's great we're trying to balance out but for the most part you're like this is my trip to Spain. Mm-hmm. Here I am hiking a mountain and I look all great and put together. Cause you got how many pictures, 20 of them to get that one good, but you put the one, you throw a filter on it. Yeah. So everyone's always, you're seeing a like the world through rose colored lenses, honestly. And mm-hmm. you're not there seeing the other person. So someone might be like, wow, Sally down the road has such a beautiful house and you know, her life looks so perfect, but you might not know that Sally fights with her husband every night yeah, and exactly. she has a drinking problem because she's drinking a couple glasses of wine. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know because no one puts that out there. And so as a whole, like we're having depression issues because we are comparing ourselves constantly to other people, what mm-hmm. they have, what we don't have. And we're losing sight of what, like in the moment in life. Yeah. And I, I think it's something that, I mean, people are finally starting to wake up to a little bit. Like for the most part, everyone loved it. Everyone loved MySpace. Everyone loved, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have met China if it wasn't for MySpace. Like that's crazy to think about. So I'm thankful and, you know, blessed to have met the people that I have and experienced things that I have and grown a business and everything like that. And I'm thankful I wouldn't give it away for the world. But at the same time, you reach a threshold where it consumes you, where everything you see, you have to be like, what's this person up to? What are they doing? Like I have friends, full grown friends that post on Facebook like six, seven, up to 10, 15 times a day, a day. And these are grown adults. And I guarantee 0% of what they post needs to be heard by anyone. It's that a one, thought. I think there's- I like memes and sharing. And I want to tell one thing, everybody go look on your iPhone or Android, whatever you have. There is a section in your phone will say screen time. Mm-hmm. Click it. If you are not startled by the amount on your phone, you probably should be for a lot of people. I just want to point out something for both of you guys. You guys sound really old. This but, coming but from I feel like that's a, that's a step back that people should be. More people should be. Like I said, yeah. I, I uh, told someone the other day, they go, you play cards with your husband every night? And I go, yeah, we lay the kids down for about 20 minutes or so while they're falling asleep until we know. We'll play a couple rounds of rummy. Yeah. It has easily become one of my favorite parts of my day. Mm-hmm. As cheesy as that sounds. No, it's but not. But it is so fun because we just sit there. We 
laugh at different, you know, cards we lay down, talk about just having casual conversations, nothing between us like a phone, no TV on. It's just the house is quiet. Yeah. We're enjoying that. And it, that's where I'm saying, like, I know I say but this over and over, but getting back to the basics in life sometimes is just really, really refreshing. But what's your basics and everybody else's basics? And that's where I think, like, we're going, I feel this is we're creating a negative space right now with the way we're talking about it. Well, it's, it's well, we not, knew this topic was going to be a negative one. It doesn't have to be though. It, it, as there, far as the future, if it turns around, it doesn't have to be, but it doesn't matter what goes on on social media or cable news. Yeah. It's our problem. It's not cable news or social media. It's us. It's the way we've grown up. It's generations ago attached to right now it's simple human programming it, the reason we have to have that much stimulus in our lives we have to constantly be looking at something studying something we're curious this is a part of the process and it gets manipulated by social media and the meat and television mm -hmm. but we are in control of it and doing the things that like you're doing heather making an effort for family time making an effort to put it away is the right way to do it but it's like we're if we rant about it if we're angry about it we're not going to fix it because it's not all doom and gloom if we're going to blow up as a civilization it has nothing to do with social media or cable news we I, just we I just think, deserved it i think that that's painting it just a little too lightly no it's it's us though it's, it's more intricate I, than because you're saying people need to be stimulated that that's why you know we're all we we crave that but people forget there's other ways to be stimulated like read a book in your and your free time fine. and do those things where we're but having people that don't even read books or yeah but you know, i mean we should read like a more. board game I, I think of like media and social media it should be like the time when you have like nothing else in your day that board if you can honestly say like you went to work your house is clean you, you did all those kind of stuff then yeah sure go look at it if you have free time but sometimes you're just exhausted and you need a mental break and you just look over at twitter and then two or three hours later you're still there and now you're angry and in a dark place. It's some of it is you need to protect your own mind. You need to stay vigilant. You have to to get the proper amount of rest so rest so you can make the right decision to step away from your phone or anything. Yeah. If you're exhausted, you make bad decisions and our life makes us exhausted. You know, whether you have a job and you go to it every day, whether you have kids who is they're obviously a harder job than any job you're going to go to because you're constantly worried, constantly stressed, constantly working hard. You push yourself to exhaustion and that easy stimulus mm. is just right there. But we can't take that away. Did so how do we educate ourselves and our children in a way to where they can make better decisions, especially based on the decisions that the adults are making the last 10 years? Because we're making a lot of bad decisions based on anger and misinformation or partial information. And we build this these echo chambers around ourselves with who we like or dislike on social media. Yeah. So we only see this one perspective and it gets us so angry to the point that we want to start a civil war. Yeah. I don't know. I just think. And it's ridiculous that we get to that point. We we're shouldn't we're let giving it. kids phones way too young. A lot going on. My yeah. kids in the neighborhood that we live in, we live in a really nice subdivision. I have kids all the time. Well, you know, so-and-so down the road is seven and they have a phone, you know, and it's not like it's just a flip phone. Like when we were kids, I get, you know, wanting to kind of check in on your kids, but they make 
things like, you know, one called a tile where it goes around and they can put it on their wrist or, you know, put it in a pocket. And it's literally just a flat little thing that connects to your phone. It's like a walkie talkie. You can check in. I mean, so there's yeah. outlets besides giving them a smartphone. Then these kids have these and then they're looking up stuff they shouldn't be. They're reading on things they shouldn't be way too more connected than they should at a young age. Yeah. So my kids are always like, why can't I? And I'm like, cool. You know, Joe down the road has that like you're not. Yeah. I and just, I mean, I think again, it's how you're raised. Like my kids, I mean, call me the mean mom, but they'll be told like it's rude when you're at a table talking to someone, like you don't have your phone. Yeah. It's just, it's rude. Don't do it. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, I don't know. Look, like you, you can say that it's not like maybe it, it, we're the ones to blame, right? We are. No. And that's that I'm saying that there's two sides to that we absolutely are to blame. But there are people that have been so stimulated by these things. You look at even like the creators of, let's say, Facebook, like the, the people that were on the ground floor of that. Right. They don't even let their children use it. They don't let their children use any social media because they know that these notifications are things that like stimulate them. Like, oh, I got to check this. I got to check this. And ever since, you know, what was it? That documentary, The Social Dilemma. Mm -hmm. Did you watch that, Christian? No, I started to watch it, but I've heard that argument, those arguments so much. I felt like. No, but it's yeah, you can you can think that. But at, at the same time, like, dude, it's just it's insane that even they've conditioned us to hear a ding or get a vibration and look. And it's like, oh, someone oh, commented insomnia on your rates are on the roof. And the but number one thing right there is they say bright light stimulates your brain. Mm -hmm. So when people are trying to go to sleep at night and they get a notification or they can't sleep anymore, then they grab the phone, which yeah. is just not helping the situation. So, and it's like. But why is that? Effect. That's not the phone's fault. That's it, our fault. It's not. But oh, we've I been know. Conditioned so my phone every night, way. every night when I go, like we, actually around when I put my kids to bed, it is on silent mode. So, you know, I will never ever, unless I'm actually looking at it, get a notification from you guys. Cause I just, I don't even want to be like woken up. Cause I know like if I hear a buzz, I'll wonder yeah. if it's something I need to go look at. And so I just silent mode it. Yeah. My, my phone's on silent. 24 7 well mine's always on like vibrate but you know if my kids in school in the daytime i'm always like well if i get a, i don't have a landline yeah so if i get a phone call from school kids sick no i mean there's so, there, there's way i don't know where to go with this but it's i still believe it's our fault it can be. they have conditioned us which makes which a ton trains of sense. us to do this and have and it on a pattern don't we want i mean in our situation as a podcast yes we want to condition people to enjoy listening to us. I mean, no, it sounds wrong, but we want people to enjoy us and enjoy the show. So ap if they do, they're going to become conditioned to us. We're not trying to do anything dark. It's just the process. No, I think and big, big, big business who is not like us, not the good fighting the good fight from the small place. Big business has stock investors that expect profits. And if you can condition your customers we're blaming it all on social media and stuff like that. You can't eat just one Lay's. How do you spell relief? R-O-L-A-I-D-S. You know, there's branding is part of our society. It's part of the human brain. Yes. And when you talk about, say, a Mark Zuckerberg or somebody that's started a social media company, won't let their kids own a phone or watch yeah. it. Why? They're rich. They can do that. It's easy to do that. When you can put your kid in the best school because you're rich, you can have your kid have some some kind of activity all day because when you can't do it, you pay servants to do it. Mm. You can put them in the best schools. They're going to practice their musical instruments and practice, you know, getting ready for college all day long. They have less time. Sure, you're going to give them a little bit of play time. But some of this isn't a problem if you're better off. It's 
when you get to the low income places where you don't have all these different controls, yeah, there is no way to fix this problem unless the people can find a way to regulate it themselves because yeah. you don't have the money to distract yourselves or to come up with a different activity or sometimes put your kid in baseball. Yeah. I mean, baseball or soccer is probably some of the cheapest sports in the nation to play, but in some places you don't have the money to do that. So, and you're working a full-time job or more, your kids are being raised by somebody else or babysat by somebody else. Nobody has an option there, an easy option. That's why social media, social media tycoons can do that. They have money. Yeah, but and the more money you have, the easier it is to step away from it. Yeah. And we're not going to fix the problem until we get to the bottom, which is the low income areas. Once you start fixing those areas, the rest of it, the world's going to get a little bit better. Everybody can have better schools. I mean, that's a problem too. We have non-stimulating schools. We have schools that are designed to make every student a factory worker. Mm -hmm. And we haven't had factories in this country in a while. Yeah. And those schools, the school system was designed at the beginning of the 1900s to make factory workers. Why are we still supporting a school system that promotes a type of job that you don't find in America anymore? Yeah. And how do you expect with that boring curriculum to keep kids' minds in a place where they don't need the social media on the same level, or they can do it in a healthier way. But see, that that's what I'm saying is you're being, we're being harvested as a product right now. Our data is being sold nonstop. Everything that makes us who we are is sold to big business. Okay. So I'm not saying that the idea of social media is bad. I think the idea of social media is beautiful. Connect with your it's loved ones. It's just the moderation. It's, it's literally when the, the hands that are, you know, dealing the marionette puppet strings that we're attached to have money in mind or a love of money or this and that, like they're never going to have our best interest in mind. And so when they make these notifications, these, these things that catch our attention and drag us and suck us in, then they're not thinking about the well-being of humanity no. as a whole. And they're contributing to the downfall of society in a way that isn't ever like, unless you catch it right now and you go backward or not even backwards, let's say take it and either regulate it in a way that isn't in your face constantly. Like everything's for a dollar amount. Everything's this and that. Yeah. These, these big people that own these social media sites, whatever, they can tell their children not to look at it. But what does that mean? Fuck the rest of us. Does that mean everyone that's been conditioned and trained to stare at your phone when you get a notification that that little burst of what is it serotonin when you get when you get a notification, you're like, oh, people love me. That is instantly going to go downhill the second that you're not getting that. So they build us up, build us up, build us up. And then when we're not getting that, we're depressed. We can't sleep. And so, yeah, maybe it's our fault for like jumping into it, but you can't train a dog to go and piss on the bed and then get mad when it goes and pisses on the bed. Like that's, that's, you can't blame the dog. It, you told us to do this. You told us this was fine. You gave us this, these programs, these platforms, everything. And then you turned them into an advertising machine to where we get sucked in and we're the product. I don't think that's good. And I, and you can say, well, it depends on who's on it. Yeah. But for me personally, I struggle with depression from time to time. Like, so it's not good for me. And then you get to the point where, well, I've been doing this for so long that it's easy to get sucked in and it's a habit. What does that do? What does that do for people that struggle with these thoughts, that struggle with wanting to feel good enough around people? Like, and you see everyone else living these bomb ass lives and yeah. you're like, damn, how did I fuck everything up so bad? Like, like maybe it's not their fault exactly, but they are the ones that started it. And they're the ones that are fucking the entire generations ever since that came out. Well, and if we're helping the kids that they're going to do so well because they know technology and in the future it's going to lead them. To, why are we having problems in the school system 
I can't tell you how many kids are coming in and they can't even hold a pencil. Their that hands are nuts. so weak and it is a common. I can't tell you how much. I spoke to a neuropsychologist that says we are seriously crippling these kids because they're con- they're not using that fine motor skill when they're mm. younger of things. I have s- multiple kids I've known that are so far behind when they get into kindergarten because they can't grip a pencil. It's hard on them. So are we really setting them up for success? We are not necessarily setting them up for success, but being a human, they're going to keep working toward it. Even get- if they come out of a bad situation and struggle, that's just part of the human brain. I just always look back and I'm like, okay, so like when people are like, oh my gosh, we're in a car ride. We need an iPad because otherwise little Johnny's going to get upset. What did we do when we were in the car as kids? Do we have an iPad to watch? We, I remember your, being your generation excited. watched that DVD that was stuck oh, on the back parents, of the door. Oh, my parents, we were Same. we were hot stuff when my when we finally got a van that had a VHS player in it, and that was like a box TV up in the thing. And the only reason we got that van was because it was the only thing at the time that we could get handicap accessible for my sister. I yeah. mean, and that was at the tail end of you know my childhood. I never encountered any kind. Of, you know, what I did in the car rides. I looked at trees. You hold your finger as close to your sibling's face as you can until they get pissed off you and you start fighting. That's that's all you did. That's all I did. My favorite game was I I like to pick what was going to be the best Christmas tree. Like I would look around at the woods and be like, that would be a really good Christmas tree right Uh, there. That one's full, perfect height. Like you just come up with things. And uh, and Christian, the thing you did with the the out the everyone did that. This is a universal sign. Everyone knows what the fuck this means. I'm waving my arm for everyone listening at home. Like you stick your arm out the window and the air catches it. And then you ride that airwave. Yeah. A couple of years ago when I got my minivan, my main request, I did. No, I don't anymore. Thank goodness. So <laughs> glad to be gone. But at the time it was affordable. It was what we could afford with kids. Husband wasn't making a ton of money. I was, we were struggling. So we saved. And my main thing was, I was like, I want a DVD player in there because Kids and cars aren't always fun. I was like, I really want that. I'll help in the car rides. I had it for maybe a month and I was like, I wish I never had this. And I told my husband when when we were getting a newer vehicle from the minivan, I said, I will never buy another car that has any entertainment system in it because it became more of a fight than anything. My kids got to where like every time we got in the car, it started out when we got it, you know, only on long trips, you get to watch a movie. Well, then, you know, they're tired and cranky and then it became the little trips. And then it's like every time we're in the car, they thought they needed a movie on and they couldn't just sit in the car anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I'm so over it. So when I got my, you know, current vehicle, I was like, nope, nothing. Nope. Don't want to, you know, well, they're in the back of each seat. Nope. Cool. Don't care. (laughs) Like, don't want it. Nothing Uh, to do with it. Oh, that's smart. I mean, it's just, it's, I get it's, it's a, to me, like it's a crutch and I, I'm sorry, anyone that's listening, but like there's other things we can be giving kids to do that we didn't have, you know, books, puzzles, candy, you know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's stuff, but it's just like we lost track Poison of it. Candy. It's the easier thing to go for as a parent. And, yeah. and like I'm saying, it's yeah, there's some good. There's great learning apps. There's things you can do. But again, in moderation, because if we're having kids that can't go into school writing or struggling Like, are we really setting them up? I would ask you, because today I learned that kids are coming into school and not able to rip a pencil. Yeah, that's that's insane. If if everybody in the nation knew something like that, might we start having our kids write more, get prepared? Probably. That right there is is knowledge I've never heard, but it makes sense. It's Yeah, because they're always, they're just sitting there, you know using their finger on an iPad, not paying attention. And so many people just don't practice. So even if they can say, you know, they can write their name at home when these kids go to kindergarten and they're not used to a full day of work, their hands hurt, they're having issues with their grip and mm-hmm. it's, it's a problem. That sounds fixable. 
It is if if the word gets out, but like so why we're not isn't this talking about, about these more? things, yeah. and, and it just needs to become a social norm. Like where we're back to like saying, like I'm saying, I it's not that I I have a lot of the social media accounts. I have Snapchat, I have Instagram, I have Facebook. You know, I do use uh, texting, I do use FaceTime, I love to listen to podcasts, but I choose when and where and how to limit to do that. That's all I'm saying for my whole, like, I'm not saying social media, if you're using it, you're horrible. I'm just saying everyone should really look, like I said, go again on your screen time on your phone, look at the number. If you are okay with sitting with that, then great. But I think a lot of people would be shocked the amount of time of our days. And I mean, look around when you're driving people on their phones, not paying attention, how many accidents are caused by it. It's, you know, we used to be told when I was growing up driving, like even eating was a distraction while Mm -hmm. driving. Don't do it. Now I go on the highway and see people scrolling Facebook. Like, what are you doing? Like now is the time to look at your feed or taking videos. Like, yeah, no, it's insane out there. It's just gotten to where we've lost sight of when and where how much we should use it. I don't think we ever had sight of it. I've learned through looking at history. I think there were things we did better. Mm. And technology is has always been a struggle. It's easy. Like social media is new, but I, I think social media is not new. It's the it's ten, it's it's like 10 years old now. It's That's the like smartphone that drugs 15? us. Like I said, my husband always goes back to it's not social media. It's the smartphone. It's when we took it and had it in our hands at all mm. times. Because now if you're sitting in a long line, you're sitting in a traffic light, we can't just be sitting in our car anymore. Yeah, We got to go to that. I mean, but also pick a healthier thing to do. <laughs> like, I mean, everyone gets bored in the cars. I love to listen to podcasts while I'm in the car. It's my quiet time Same. when I really get to listen. It's just choosing a healthier alternative you know i sit on my couch at night and i think i'm bored i'm like i'm gonna pick up a book versus scrolling like Mm. educate my brain versus just reading about what you know someone's doing down the road it's just it's choosing when where how to use it a little bit better i think a little more mindful i just think we're gonna struggle with this until oh it's nothing we're gonna solve like what we're saying it's not gonna more people need to be able to make the proper choices. But then again, then you get into what is the proper choice, who gets to make those choices, whatever. There's a lot of people in this country that don't have access to the things we have in Alaska. Mm. There's a, a certain level of life and probably people in Alaska don't have access to the things that the three of us who get to sit here a couple times a week and podcast get. Yeah. And so it's not going to be a simple fix. It's going to be a fix that starts at, in the U.S. school system. And it's going to start with parents that want to learn about the things that their kids are struggling with or going through day to day in school instead of just what we believe they're going through. Yeah. You know, it's going to take a lot of education on everybody's part. But why why do you think that we would ever change the school system if it's rigged for big business to pretty much employ what it needs? You know, it's it's not because we don't produce we don't have factories. So we're in general getting a bunch of students ready for jobs they'll never have. And then we're wondering why they struggle in the world, why they can't get the jobs, why they don't, why they can't live up to like, say my generation's um, problem where previous generations in this country could always improve on what their parents had. Mm. That's not the case anymore just because of the way the world's gone. It doesn't mean you can't be successful. You just have to do it differently. Um, It's not pretty much a given that your generation is going to do better than your parents' generation yeah. anymore. And th- there's there's problems there. And the school system is just a thing that once your kids are out of school, you don't care about anymore. So nobody cares about really fixing it. Mm. And when your kids are in school, you're so busy with your kids in school, you don't have a, that much time to change it in a meaningful way. And then you got different politicians 
milking the whole system for money and blaming everybody else. So it's it's going to take a lot of work on all of our parts to fix. And it's not just one simple fix. Yeah, but I, I see. I fear that it's it's almost too far gone to this point where it would take such a massive shift for these things to, to turn around from where they are now. Like I, I feel like that massive shift was all of two or 2020. It wasn't. People it, it people was. have a habit of doing this thing where they're like, I've learned my lesson. And then as soon as they forget about it, they move on to the next thing. And it's like, oh, that never happened. Whatever. I, I think this time might be different. Look at when we all had to go on our two week quarantine and lockdown to flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people going on. I went to the store. Puzzles were bought out. Board games are gone. Anything you could do in your home, yeah. hands on was gone. And I was like, interesting so no one's been doing this before you no, know and i had so many people that were getting back to the basics and it was great and i had a lot of friends posting wow this has been so great i'm actually enjoying the downtown with my family getting back to my roots and then when they lifted everything it went back to how it was because they needed to get away but now that they've experienced some of these things they will come back to it now that they realize hey i really do enjoy some of these quiet comforts these games these this read i've started reading again i've started learning new things People are going to come back to that. I think that's that was a shift and it's not done yet. And we still got a lot of work through it. But people saw, hey, I can do things a little bit differently. I can take myself out of the rat race for periods of time. And it's all I really need is just to get away for a little bit and let my mind quiet. Yeah. And that's how you're able to start making better decisions. Exhausted people mentally and physically are going to work, reach for the television remote, the video games, and now social media. But that's where you get into the era of right now. The big part is self-care. So it's learning to go, go draw a bubble bath and do that. Yeah. But again, it's like, are Get you the right looking at the phone? Sleep, or are you doing that? Yeah, right go do that. Water. I mean, well, look. And that's go where to you, the gym. Those are the go basics. On a walk. We go make it out. Eat good food to take care of your body. Because if you're not like, I mean, we're not just machines. Like we have to have that reset. Yeah. But more importantly than even like the physical and stuff like that, like be aware of your mental health. Like when you take moments, like I can't tell you how many problems in my life I've solved just by being alone for an hour and thinking and being alone with my thoughts and like tracing things back and be like, why do I act this way? Or why do I do this? Like there was this one time and this blew my mind. Okay. Like, you know how sometimes you're like in the shower, you have these fake arguments and like you win fake arguments. Am I alone in this? Someone listening. Why would to this? I argue with myself? I'm no. already right. Yeah, classic. But <laughs> it's okay. Maybe I'm alone. Someone listening to this, you have argued with an imaginary person in the shower and you won that argument. Taking that, okay, a couple weeks back, I was trying to get to the bottom of why I had an issue with certain things. And when I'm alone, like I have a couple hours alone before China gets home most days. And so if I have nothing to do with the business, nothing to edit for the podcast, I usually just sit down and I'll relax. And I, I had this, the same thing I do in the shower where you argue with no one and you win the argument. I did that. But instead of that, I put myself in a therapist's office and I had like a, like I talked, I, I talked about my problems in my head. I know that sounds nuts, but follow me along. All right. So I talked about one of the issues I was having and for the time being, I can't remember what it is. So maybe it didn't work that great, but arguing in the shower. Yeah, that was that, the issue. That's not having. an issue. You're going to see people are going to flood our email for the first time in history. Just being like, yo, you're not alone with that shower shit. Trust me. Um, but no, I, I had it where I imagined myself sitting in a therapist's office because I've considered going to therapy several times. Just I think it's a good thing for people to do, like have some like a sounding board. You bounce ideas off of like, why am I the way that I am? And I told this imaginary therapist my problems and 
it was a back and forth discussion where I was pretty much just answering my own questions alone. Right. And it got there was something so profound that came out of this fake imaginary therapist's mouth that it blew my mind. And I was like, holy shit, that's it. And I literally solved the problem right then and there. Like just from being alone, from not like having my face buried in a phone. Yeah, it's like you can actually think things through. Mm -hmm. And it took me to literally imagine a therapist's office and me talking to that therapist to actually get to the bottom of a certain issue in my life that otherwise I would have never gotten to. You would have. It would have come back. Those things come back until you fix them. Nah, man, it's a different kind of voice. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it to you. It's like a super small, quiet voice. The answer is so silent that you have to be in complete silence around it to hear it. There's but enlightened men and women for years have said that because it's accurate to sit in silence sometimes. That's why meditation Mm -hmm. bring you back to ground yourself and breath work even uh, silence your mind. Even without any of that, I sat on a couch ate Cheetos and figured out a life problem. Took me all of 10 minutes. Now, if you didn't eat the Cheetos, you might've gotten to that answer quicker. The next level. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's where like self-care is part of that. And when I'm talking about not getting enough sleep and not getting enough water, those are two of the top things that come with self-care. And the minute you can start doing that, it's easier to turn off that unhealthy stimulus that might be the social media or the TV or whatever video games, you know, because again, moderation is the secret. But if you spend all day making decisions at work and are expecting to come home and be able to make decent decisions then, or Mm. as a child, if you're making decisions at at school all day, which don't just include your math and English problems, it includes all these problems of how you're going to deal with your friends on the play yard or in the, in the hallways by the lockers. I mean, If you spend all day making decisions at night or in the afternoon when you can sit down and or anytime when you can look at your social media, you're not in a good mental state to make the healthy decisions Mm. because your mind is exhausted. And the only way to at that point is to get some of the proper chemical releases in your brain is to stare at something as simple as your phone. Well, and like I said, that's where you go back to like picking a healthier habit to replace that time with in my mind. Like, I have a lot of times where I'm stressed out at the end of the day. And as much as I don't want to sometimes going to the gym and just throwing my podcast on and getting it out. I I get my frustrations out. I'm you know getting that high from the workout and different things. And it's just and again, taking care of my body, like doing something healthy instead of sitting on a couch and doing that. Like I look at like there's times where like I just want to watch The Office. And I'll be at home and I'm like, I could watch The Office right now on my couch or I can go to the gym. There's this TV on the treadmill, put it on. I'm walking versus doing it. You know, it's just choosing when, where, how to change to make it a healthier habit. I mean, well, and like we come in here drilling the 24 hour news cycle in social media, Mm. but here we get to the end and it's just making choices and putting yourself kind of in the right frame of mind or your children, you know, whoever, Yeah, you know, we have a, a vast worldwide problem, but it's fixable. And I don't necessarily think it's going to take restricting freedoms or rights or whatever, yeah. whatever, whoever may call it. Well, how does, how does Christian solve it? Um, like if it was put in your hands, how would you, how would you handle the situation to, to, to get us to where we need to be without restricting anything? Or I was, I would start prior to kindergarten hmm. and work on, give these damn know, kids some pencils pencils, um, new ways of learning that are actually, that actually help them and focus on more of the kids instead of just the few, you know, like we've, we've had a lot of problems with the school systems for a long time, you know, and 
it's also a, a matter of haves and have nots. So certain places are going to have better school systems than other places. So you'd have to fix those. But that's to make it easier on the kids. The parents need to understand some basic things. But they're so busy in most cases trying to survive for their families. Again, it's an exhaustion thing. Yeah. And I think it's getting better. There's a lot of talk about healthier diets. You know, mental health is something you can actually go online and have great discussions about and find mm-hmm. great resources. Yeah, for sure. And if you look, you have movie stars and athletes and Let's musicians them, yeah. all promoting mental health now. Yeah, you but know, see that feels not everybody, like, uh, but they they came from the same place. Not all some of them have suffered some through of them, their lives. But most of it feels fake. Like you can the, it, you hear it's like you see their eyes moving on a script and they're like Please, if you're having issues or you're struggling but just with just the fact that like, they're saying that might save people. It might, but I can't see a world where it does. It's not genuine. It's I think in some cases it is, unless it's somebody like you have to do a public address announcement because we arrested you for cocaine. That's what it feels like. Most but it's of the not. Time. I yeah. mean, it's hard. I mean, we sat we sit here and read scripts for our podcasts and it's hard. It is. Could you imagine having to put the right expression on your face while you did it for the camera? I usually do. Look, I, full disclosure, your boy took one class of acting uh, when he was 14. I'm I took speaking. two years of acting. I could outact you in a heartbeat. Heather. It doesn't give, surprise give you. I loved improv. We'll, I was, we'll I was the director when I was in television productions. Yeah. Cool uh, note freshman year. I got most improved actress. <laughs> Yo, you guys want a fun story. <laughs> I had a TV show stolen from me. Vegas. But. Oh, Yeah, I wrote the whole thing. And by the end of filming, they tried giving me 1% and not even writing credit. And I said, uh, a big fuck you, my dude. And luckily, the uh, script supervisor, someone now burned the contract, everything back. No, they you can. It's still yours. You can hold on to it. And so now technically, I have a buddy in Florida that when he has downtime is fleshing it out and rewriting it and all that fun stuff. So hopefully your boy is a millionaire by the age of 75. And then let us come to your cool house and. Yeah. Be on your yacht. You guys are that. in my cool house right now. All right, uh, true. We always I've come to your cool out house. This garage. It is pretty dope. Yeah, trying. But and, I mean, there's just a lot and like a lot of things I'd love to touch on. Hmm. Like especially being a female in today's society. Right now, we're in a world where we microblade our eyebrows, we hmm. put fake eyelashes on, and we're constantly worried about what we look at and like or look like. Yeah, and it's just it's that's not sad. from social media though. That is from, that's from other women. No. <laughs> We so, don't. that's, love that's to not say a social. lot of the influencers are women and they're but this isn't done a, up and it's like, yeah. it's not realistic. Like you come to my house in the daytime, half the time it's going to be like sweatpants and a ponytail. Like, didn't we have like an episode someday in the past about like Marilyn Monroe and she so. was <laughs> dealing with some of these same problems in her day. This is more like that's it's a problem. It is. I, I think it's I a, mean, it comes from that one's a more ancient problem. That we it's like it's sad because there's some girls like great you have amazing genetics and you don't have one you know dimple of cellulite and no stretch marks but not all of us have that so women are sitting there hating on their bodies when it's like look at the positives like your body cave you know you were able to carry life mm-hmm. like that's beautiful in itself and your body won't be the chain like It'll forever be changed or you could do a lot of plastic surgery on it. But at the end of the day, like, what does that matter? If yeah. you look like a 10 in a bikini, like I think being a good person is a much healthier option than looking how people, quote unquote, think we should look. Yeah. But that 
And how terrifying is it when some guys go out on like a one night stand and wake up next to somebody and their eyebrows are all smudged and their eyelashes are half off? Like you just got to be some scary sights when they see what we really do look like. And having a daughter for me really changed my outlook. Like, do I want her constantly comparing herself to other people? And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Like well, you are special. You are yourself. Yeah. Like be yourself. And there's like I'm, I'm so now like I'm always telling my kids like be unique, be you. And there's like mm-hmm. different things. Like um, Christian Bell came out with a book recently. The world needs more purple people, and it's really out there. And their message is just about like be you, be unique. You know. Yeah. And so like I bought that book just because I was like you know I want my kids to hear this because like it doesn't matter what yeah. that kid has or what they look like. It's just sad as a whole for constantly all of us comparing ourselves, what we look like, how we act, what we do. Mm-hmm. Just be unique, be you. We're all in I a way amazing people and we all have great things that, you know, what Scott can give, I might not be able to. What you can do, I can't, you know, it's just, but we're all different and in ways we can come together. And I cannot edit a s- episode like Scott can or do the artwork Scott can. No, but you can sit here and behind the, you know, do a lot of reading, do a mm-hmm. lot of research for us. You know, I can't edit. I can't do graphic design, but I try and write episodes. I try to promote when I can. You know, we're all working together and bringing our stuff in. I don't need to compare what Scott's doing because I know I'm trying my most to do what I can. Like you're trying to do your most what you can. You know what we sound like right now? We sound like a bunch of young kids who work as a team and Mm -hmm. are better at it than the boomers. Yeah. And that's where I think we, I don't know. But I think because we all put healthy boundaries and that's one thing all of us know. But that's learned. Or self-taught. Those we're not just born that way. So I guess my message out of this whole thing would be like, yeah, social media is great. It's you can talk to people from far away that you can't. You know, mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends from like when we were in the military that I couldn't even think to relook up one day. That's why I haven't gotten rid of Facebook. But it's just choosing, like I said, in moderation. Yeah, choose health. And uh, it's as simple as that. Choose health. Choose you know, health. Put down the TV remote at times. You no. know, turn off the news. Put your phone away at I times. Enjoy those moments because at the end of it. We only have one life to live. Mm. And I know looking back on my deathbed one day, I don't want to care how many likes, comments I got. I want to look back and think that, you know, I went places, I traveled, I read great books. I, you know, had a love of a great marriage, you know, children, like all these things. That's what I look back at. Things that actually matter. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like your social media account, it doesn't matter. People don't know who you really are. They Mm. see a fragment, the good parts. But they don't know who you are. In the end, very few things seem to really matter anyway. Nothing does. It's just very simple things in your life. Mm. Very simple things. But it's okay to want those other things. And so if you're like addicted to social media or cable news, if you've wanted to, if you watched enough things on television to to storm the Capitol or go after or to, or to like burn down Portland because you're Antifa, whatever your political view yeah, views think are. Think it through. Think it through. You know, it's it's like I totally forgot everything I was trying to make a point. I had a good point. But then I was like, my voice is really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we were all thinking right now. Yeah. We're like, wow, Christian, just keep it up, man. Yeah, a little siren over here. Just oh, so soothing, Christian. Keep yeah. talking. Yeah. If no. Scott leaves that in, I apologize. Oh, it's being left. In. Oh, yeah, 100%. Can't take that out. I was going to go on to a good rant. I haven't Sometimes, ranted. You, know, you guys have again, been doing because all, all this information is coming at us. We can only keep. And I know Rogan touched on this. Like in, right now, they're saying people are so forgetful, but it's because we have so much from so many different angles coming at us that we like our brains cannot retain it. Oh, yeah. Well, also because ding, beep this and that, you know, mm-hmm. all these things are distracting us. And we're so 
you know, we're just too much. It takes, I think it takes work and a little bit of luck to have a good life and to be able to avoid like some of these unhealthy habits or to keep, keep them from becoming a, an addiction. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. It's very easy to be addicted to social media. It is a designed to addict you, addict you. Oh, now you know why I've hundred percent. It's like refuse to get TikTok. Yeah. It's it's like breakfast cereal that you give your kids. It is made to addict you you forever. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) I'm 30 and still addicted to horrible cereal. Same. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not. I go to the gym (laughs) and I deserve that dang bowl of sugary. Yes. Everything in moderation. It's not bad to have. Exactly. But I know. But that's why, like, my husband and I both entered our 30s, you know, started going to the gym and doing that because we were like, you know what? If I want to eat the cheeseburger, I want to have the cake. At least I'm putting in the time. Moderation. Yeah. When I'm at work, I eat pretty healthy. And then if I grab something like a cookie, people judge me. I'm like, what are you doing? I go that's through like healthy. cereal. That's not you. I have like cereal binge like really bad. Like, you can ask my husband. I'll go on like weeks of like every night. I have to have like a bowl of cereal. Something. Have you met Scott? Yeah, that and- was that. I go through periods where literally like it's like a month straight where every single night it's not just a bowl. Of, it's like a Tupperware full of cereal where I'm like, here we go. This is the snack for the night. Well, then my luck to always like hit me off of it is I'm lactose intolerant. So mm-hmm. I only buy and I buy like coconut almond milk, but I'll buy like one in the house. So when I'm out, then I purposely like the next time I'm at the store just won't buy my milk. So like (laughs) the kids have that cereal and I'm like, can't (laughs) eat it. Like no milk, can't have it. So then I'll just go in a period and then I get like back off the wagon. And yeah, I do that with candies, like the gummy worms and stuff. Mm -hmm. I know better. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have this one bag, but I'm not buying it the next time. Yeah. Because I'll eat it all at once. And that's okay every once in a while. But if I have it in the house every day, day, it's not going to be every. And that's exactly what social media does to us. Yeah. Yeah, So let's let's okay. Like to kind of close this out, let's let's go around the table. What would you do? Let's say what would you suggest for people that are already addicted to social media, addicted to watching the news constantly? Like how what are the steps to take to to break yourself out of that and kind of like regain regain some of what I don't know, like first off, we should drop some numbers numbers in here for this kind of addiction. I don't know what those numbers will be, but before we release this episode, there's got to be some something cuz there's an addiction there's there's like a social media addiction hotline. Heather can or, you, or you something see if you pull similar. Real quick? Something similar. I mean, these aren't fast problems. I mean, people watching their form of news and social media are going to prison for long periods of time because of what they followed on there and what they believe. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they thought they were doing something good, but they were so addicted to something yeah. and so stuck in an echo chamber that a lot of them are going to prison. Yeah. And their lives are basically ruined because they were addicted to social media. And we can sit there and judge the people that stormed the Capitol, but that could happen to any one of us based on what we pay attention to. It doesn't matter that it was one political group or one group following a certain person. It can happen to us all because of what we pay attention to. Yeah. Heather, you got Um, something for us? So I'm not finding a specific hotline catered to this, but what I am finding is there's a lot of treatment facilities that are offering strictly on social media addiction. Wow. When you Google it. And um, so it's definitely known it's out there. There is a a hotline just for um, it's. S-A-M-H-S-A's National Helpline, 
which is 1-800-662-HELP. And that is for individuals and families facing mental and or substance use disorders, but like nothing, you know, it says again, and that you can use it for media. I guess if you're, you can consider it a substance, you know, people are addicted to it. It Um, But my, (laughs) my recommendation would be if you're feeling you're, you're too far in, you're spending too much time on social media, just start out slow, start cutting one little routine out. If your thing is in the morning, the first thing you like to do is scroll and you notice that's affecting your morning, how it starts out, mm. start by taking that away. That um, works with the news too. I mean, if you really can go hardcore and um, straight take a break, I've even when I've felt down, cause like I, I'm with Scott, I've battled the depression. Mm-hmm. I'll cut it out for a week. And then I start to notice, and that's, and that's really honestly what sparked m- my issues with a lot of social media was I was like, man, I'm really down. I'm, I'm constantly yeah. looking at all these great, you know, on Instagram, uh, influencers and trainers and, you know, looking at their meal plans and this mm-hmm. and, you know, feeling less on myself. And so I took a break and I felt a lot better. And that's when I was like, you know, I'm just going to start kind of slowly. And I started on following a lot of different things, taking more out of my time, picking up, a, choosing to pick a healthier habit in place of that. And so that's how you're feeling. I mean, give it a try. And I, I think you'll be surprised yeah. with a lot of things you can do in your free time. Because now as an adult, I'm finding if I, I really shouldn't have free time because there's a lot of things I could be doing in my house, like home projects. Yeah. You know, like I said, even working on this podcast is considered a side hobby right now. This isn't mm-hmm. our job. This is what we're doing in our free time. Yeah. So instead of looking at media, I'm trying to read a book on the topics that we're looking up, trying to you know research online mm-hmm. about stuff, but just... Putting it towards a healthy, healthier choice yeah. than just scrolling and comparing. And yeah. like, if you are feeling that way, look at what is good about your life, write things that are good about you and that you do like. And again, I think you'll be surprised. We're not all perfect. We're all flawed. Every single one of us. Don't be afraid to reach out to a therapist or just yeah. somebody else yeah. if you need it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the first place you need to start. Don't be afraid to seek help. Yeah. I mean, like, you know yourself better than anyone. Well, and sometimes you don't know yourself. You don't feel like you know yourself at all because of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You need to. You need an outside perspective. You need to to not have all the pressure on yourself. Yeah. So it's good to reach out when you're struggling. Yeah. But I so mean, I feel like we hit every one of the heavy topic today. But I mean, it's just something that I think we all need to bring awareness to. At the end of it, like I hope someone finds something they can walk away from in this episode. Yeah. Because I mean, we're all we all use it. We all know. Yeah. We're, not, we're all guilty of it. We're not innocent, um, especially in the industry we're in podcasting. We're trying to influence. We're trying to put stuff out there about our podcast, but we all know there's limits. It's okay to take a break. Yeah, absolutely. And Facebook will be there when you go back. That's yeah, the great we, thing. It's not going anywhere. We live a society in a society that where we brag about how much work and how much we have to do. Mm. Okay to just sit and stare at a wall. Yeah, it's you encouraged. Know? It's it's it. Is good for your mind if you do that every so often. Mm. If you can meditate, take a nap, whatever. Yeah. To stop being so much into doing so much constantly and being productive all the time. Yeah. Because when you're being super productive, your brain's getting exhausted. You got to let it rest. Yeah. And then you'll find when you do let it rest that it comes back better than ever. Yeah. Yep. You don't have to struggle with social media. Yeah. And like we kind of touched on with Bohemian Grove, um, be aware of your mental health. It's important. Like, and if you feel like there's no one you can talk to about that stuff, send us an email. Fuck. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'll read it. You going through something? I want to hear about it. No one should feel like they're having to go through anything alone. Yeah. And 
if you look around you, you probably have more people than you ever think that really do care. Mm -hmm. But always reach out because there's those people would be devastated if you weren't there. Yeah. Them, you know? Yeah. And on top of that, I need you guys to send in emails saying that you two have had arguments in the shower with people in your head. I need you to do this. Yes, for me. please settle this to me because <laughs> I'm very intrigued. You. It's I mean, I, I do have great shower ideas, but shower I don't thoughts. think, you yeah. know, I mean, shower thoughts. Uh, I've yeah, shower Look, beer. I love to have, you know, let me word nothing's it a better way. than mowing and having a shower beer, but I've never had a shower fight with myself. Let, let me word it a different way so that maybe you guys can grasp. Are Let's, you more like hyping yourself? Like, no, you can do this like that kind of like it's it's in the same sense. It's let's say you're upset with someone or you know you're going to have a conversation with someone you have to confront someone about something mm -hmm. you will play that argument through your mind every possible scenario and most of the time for me it's when i'm in the shower like what the fuck else am i doing in the shower you know so so you're sitting there and it's like you you play out you're like oh i'm say this and then they'll say oh this, i do that but i don't this, do it like in the shower is my specific place oh. of zen so i get what you're saying there okay yeah but not what, in the shower what i'm saying is that but that, if there are others that do do it in the shower yeah you guys argue with yourselves way too much it's how dude it's probably how i've Be got the so alpha. great at debating people yeah. is because i legitimately fight with myself non-stop i'll have a thought so i'm like what the fuck did you think that for you idiot and then it's like well what's this I'm like, okay enough you know you gotta shut it off and be like all right everything's fine it's cool well because it's easy to get lost i like even with this podcast i think us looking at ratings and and who's following and social media yeah. there's many a times i've told scott i'm like I'll have a middle of the night thinking like, what the hell are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. what are you doing this for? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress, like new topics. I don't know anything about. And then I listen to an episode, but it comes out on Thursday and I get so jazzed. I'm like, we are funny. This is great. Like it is coming together, yeah. but it's all those negative thoughts I'm having, comparing myself to other podcasts, mm -hmm. their rates, you know, this. And when we look back at on, on life, we'll be like, you know, that, that idea where I wanted to do a podcast, I did it. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. that's all that matters. It won't matter how... It's the fact that you did it. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's good to put the work in, to constantly stimulate your mind and find new ways of doing things. And yeah. if you look at a lot of social media now, pick up and read a book for five minutes, learn a foreign language for 10 minutes a day. There's mm -hmm. apps for that. I mean, yeah. there's different ways you can use social media to be a, a positive influence or so you just got to do it. It's yeah. really simple to go on in, onto Instagram every day or Facebook or Twitter, now TikTok, and distract yourself, and that's fine. But you can also learn German 10 mm. minutes a day. Yeah. You could have an app that teaches you to play a musical instrument. Expand your mind. You There's got the apps Kindle on app. meditation. Yeah. On, mm. you know, Look, I pod just... Podcasts on meditation, like yeah. do that. I mean, it's been proven. It helps. And and we'll, we'll close this on positivity, you know, because that is... It was a pretty, it's a pretty heavy topic. You know, there's a lot of Emotions. dense subject matter to, to kind of cut your way through. And it I was emotional. perfectly calm. I'm oh, sure. You too. You yeah. got, you got a nerve. I'll yeah. say it. I was the one to lose their cool, but it's just, it's hard when you're seeing it so frequently around you. Well, so. that's why, I, like I, I pointed out your rant, because we've all ranted. Scott and I have ranted. You uh, haven't yet. Yeah, you've never really let loose. Yeah, or you've gone felt little, good, huh? Yeah, it did. Next, every episode's going to be easier for you now because now you know you can rant. Listen, and other loser shit. Yeah. We we gave a trigger warning at the beginning. What we didn't know is that it was going to be Heather that was triggered. <laughs> what can yeah. I say? I just like to have you know. I like to have my friends in a room and have a good conversation with them. I'm a yeah. sucker for it. Same. You got to be passionate sometimes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm passionate about my people, so. and I'm really bad, ask God, about just be like, 
I know you're passionate about this. Let me poke yeah. you a little bit. He really yeah. likes Let to encourage it. He's like, how, how far are you going to take this one? Until I'm flipping Stoked the table. Fire like, a no, little fuck bit. Yeah. this, I'm out. Yeah. Now, I wonder if there's going to be a, a, an episode where I storm out. We should we should script one just so it's it's juicy. Like, I'll, I'll get plot so against each other and make one episode and like no one knows. Like, yeah. this is going to be one of Trigger Scott. Yeah. Here it goes. We're going to do our Here's SNL. one cater to make Heather get upset. Yeah. You know you know what we should do every once in a while we should have a we should have a new segment and we do what uh what's his name colin yost Mm. and we write a little news segment or a little blurb that we all for each other there you go and just see what happens and and for people that are feeling dark with the news um a great one to always check out is john krasinski's some good news Mm -hmm. because that should be more what's on the news as well just good things going on in life so if you're I don't are have, on media and you feel a little sad, go check out some good news. Who has time for a feel-good story? Everyone. I want to um, see those little baby pandas getting rescued off yeah. a bridge and, you know, a kid, you know, being born. Like, there's cool things. Yeah, you just want to see good stuff. good stuff. Like, you know, there's... It, it's good to balance out, you know? Yeah. Like, it's okay to take in some of the bullshit that's going on in the world, but also remember that there are good people out there doing good things that maybe they're just not talked about because... It's not, you know, flashy or you can't turn that into some juicy gossip or attention grabbing headlines. You know, it's okay to to seek those things out. Seek out the good. And uh, there's good all around you. There is. Yeah. So to finally close this out, I know I kept saying that a bunch, but it's easy to get lost on on these these subjects. Yeah. Just uh, we appreciate everyone that this checking out the show. Like, like truly it is. It's fun to see the numbers go up. It's fun to see the countries where people are tuning in. It really, it, it goes a lot further than we could ever say on this broadcast, but we, we hope that you guys enjoy and, uh, and you continue to come back. You know, in the meantime, if you want some interesting, so social media instead, like we talked about earlier, check us out. We're never, we're never super weird. We're weird, but in the best ways. We're healthy social media. We're healthy social media. Quote unquote. Yeah. Yes. We don't overpost and share either. So yet. Yet. We, we don't filter our pictures. That's right. I do. I use Clarendon. But sorry, guys. I keep it real. Failed OG it. without a filter. <laughs> I dropped I drop it down to 50%. So yeah, this has been the Freaky Deaky. Uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed. And we will uh, catch you later. If you... We'll uh, talk about some more weird shit hey, next time. You, you can't go on again, man. You already said you were going to stop like I 10 know, times. I know. And then I keep forgetting to end it with the actual fucking website. It's thefreakydeaky.com. Send us your experiences. Send us your thoughts on social media, whatever. Peace out. We're gone. We'll see you I'm next getting, time. I'm paying somebody to do that. Oh, yeah. But I'm still going to do it myself because I'm I'm me. I'm, I'm going to But then do you it. can do it in the middle. Then you don't have to remember it 10 times. At the True. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Right? Just a little cut out a middle section where there's not talking. Freaky deaky. something.